What am I supposed to be doing here? I'm supposed to talk about the Sovereign Simulator? You want me to talk about something that makes you into a giant floating head? Seriously? This is the way the guild comes up with to make money? We get five cents per click. We're on Elon Musk's phone. He's a good kid. He wasn't as good as his dad. Did you ever meet Jovan? No. I heard he on Jeff Bezos' porch one time. Well, why couldn't we just attack someone? We're on the family share plan. So, let me get this straight. They're going to be pretending to be David Bowie, pretending to be the Wizard of Oz. They download the simulator and it goes on their phone and they can do what exactly? I guess I just don't understand. Whatever the kids are into these days, right? So when do we get started? What a better way to start Halloween than researching serial killers. I mean, I think it's how everybody should spend the whole month of October. Absolutely. The more you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your next door neighbor could be a serial killer. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like <clears throat> I've realized the um older I've gotten, the more interested I am in serial killer shows and crime dramas and those kinds of things. Like I went through my, my cooking show, um, competitive cooking show oh, yeah. obsession there for a while. Like I've seen every episode of Cutthroat Kitchen. And I guess that's kind of like crime drama and competitive cooking. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I used to love Iron Chef. That was my favorite. Still love Iron Chef. Um, except Bobby Flay. Fuck Bobby Flay. Oh, yeah. He's a dick. Um, and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the first episode of The Venture Sisters. I am Audrey Hartburn, and with me is Dolly Parton. Hello. Um, <clears throat> We are hitting you guys with some uh, Halloween fun facts for the first episode here. Um, Dolly has put in some extensive research into some serial killers. Can't wait to jump into that. Um, we're gonna fuck me and start that over. Um, <laughs> oh. And this Diet Coke and Fireball is like almost done. So I think that we are ready to go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, guys, gals, and pals. Welcome to the inaugural episode of The Venture Sisters. Welcome to the first episode of The Venture Sisters. I am Audrey Hartburn, and with me is Dolly Parton. Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> so, um, a little bit about me. Um, 
I am a mid-level manager of Hinch People at a very large warehouse that ships lots and lots of boxes to lots and lots of places. Um, <laughs> when I'm not doing that, I'm managing my minions. Um, we take turns arching each other back and forth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I am a stay-at-home domestic goddess. Um, I take care of our daughter who is a probably villain in the making. <laughs> and I juggle many different things while I am being the domestic goddess that I am, including this wonderful podcast, which you are listening to hopefully with eager ears. <laughs> right, so when we're not busy uh, managing minions, <clears throat> We're definitely sitting back and watching the Venture Brothers. Um, and we've found out that it's really hard to find other people to talk to Venture Brothers about. And thank God I have found my Venture sister uh, <laughs> and, oh. and another mister in this world. Um, like, not only is it hard to find other people that watch Venture, sister, uh, Venture Brothers, it's hard to find um, other women that watch Venture Brothers and get it and understand it and aren't just like, ew, it looks weird. Why is it animated like that? Uh <laughs> it is absolutely impossible to find other women who even watch adult cartoons, yeah. much less the Venture Brothers. Right, it's all cooking shows and HGTV yeah um and i'm here for the cooking shows the competitive ones not the not not so much like the let me watch you make a a thing and then you tell me about your plastic life in your studio kitchen that's supposed to be your farmhouse i'm looking at you pioneer woman uh, oh <laughs> oh yeah she's rough um but i love her dishes they're so pretty I'd never put them in my kitchen, but they're pretty to look at. <laughs> they're a little bit frou-frou for me, but I can see where people would like them. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say, and I, especially here, I don't even have any other males who like the Venture Brothers or have even heard of the Venture Brothers. I mean, I don't know if like people from my state are just into football, women I've, included. That's it, football and hunting. That's it. I've come across two people in the wild, like organically. <laughs> Not, you know, no Facebook groups affiliated, no like mutual friends, whatever. Like two people um, that watch Venture Brothers. One of them spotted my Brock Sampson pin on my uh on my lanyard and she was like is that brock and i was like fuck yeah it's brock <laughs> oh. yeah i got massively embarrassed i made a spanakopita post because it was spanakopita day right and Spanacopita. the lady thought that i was posting about the lovely pastry dish and she was very excited about it and i thought i had found someone locally and and i got very embarrassed about it sorry i had to yeah. back out gracefully from that <laughs> and 
I can't do anything gracefully at all. Manica, I love the pastry. I mean, I do. I understand. Oh, yeah. Does she like share a recipe with you? Like, were you guys going to get together for like a, yeah. a Spanakopita date? And like you bring Venture Brothers, she brings Spanakopita. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be absolutely awesome. That, we actually have two great Greek festivals where I live at yeah. different times of the year. We've missed both of them thanks to the Rona. Oh, did you guys have a Greek festival too? Because Wilmington's got yes. a Greek festival, and uh, they—I um, think they're—they're. They're, I think I read something they're doing like a drive-through one this year, um, uh, but it's like hella late. Like, um, yeah, fuck Corona. I know. I missed out on so much good food. So sad. Chili cook-off, man. Chili cook-off. We don't have chili cook-offs down here. What? Oh, that'd be so good. Girl, we're going to have to plan a trip. Yeah, I would win it. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Bold okay. claim. Fuck it. We're going to have our own Venture Sisters chili cook-off. Mm-hmm. We will meet in an undisclosed location. So I use ghost chilies, habaneros. Oh. It's, it's evil. I see, like, I don't like it when my asshole burns later. <laughs> it tastes good, but the day after is so good. When, when the, the arching comes in. I, man, I, like, I don't like for my butthole to burn, bro. <laughs> it's a good colon cleanse. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's, that's a bit about us. Uh, <laughs> I'll burn your butt. <laughs> <laughs> you would, because you're an Auburn fan. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other way around. Our butts get burned. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, what do you say we jump into the rest of this episode? Absolutely. <laughs> so, today, um, this day that you are listening to our podcast is the last day of October, everyone's favorite day, the best day of October. Um, came on a Saturday this year with a full moon, yes. like a trifecta of awesomeness. Um, so what better thing to talk about than the freaking uh, Halloween episode and um yeah we're going to talk about some serial killers we're going to talk about some trick-or-treat it's going to be uh super duper fun uh so dolly you have spent some time this week doing some really extensive epic like research into um the uh serial killer references of the groovy gang uh, yes i went into a deep dive on the season two episode Viva Los Muertos, where they did the spoof on Scooby-Doo. One of my favorite episodes. Oh, absolutely. If you're a Venture fan, you have to love this episode. Where we have Ted, who is our Ted Bundy, who committed, who admitted to 30 brutal homicides very gruesome i will spare everyone the details of that because that's still giving me nightmares but 
he also would lure women into his car. He used a sling and he would ask women for help and act like he was hurt to try to lure them into his vehicle. And that's also what our Gary did with the wandering spider. Oh, what episode was that? Um... That was, let's see, that was season seven, uh-huh. season six, season six. Right. And um, let's see, that's also what Thomas Harris used for his inspiration for Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. That is really... A lot of tie-ins. Yeah. Like, that's and, my, one of my favorite things about Venture Brothers is, like, the more wow. you watch it, the more of these tiny little, like, references and shit that you can... So many little hidden nuggets everywhere. Okay. Uh, I've been watching the show for a good billion years, and, like, I still find shit. Oh, absolutely. And let's see. And also using Fred... Uh, Ted, right, right, him being the dashing, handsome oh, one of the group. Ted Bundy yeah. was a handsome, dashing guy. And manipulative, like he always got his fucking way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he even acted as his own attorney, <laughs> which he did attend law school, he and did. he even served on a suicide hotline. Man. How creepy is that? that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the worst, absolutely the worst kind of person out there. And we will continue continue (laughs) on. I said, we're just going to go. That's that's enough of him. I said, he is just absolutely the worst. Yeah. He will give you nightmares. And we'll go on to poor old David Berkowitz, better known as Son of Sam. Yeah, this guy's interesting. He killed eight people with a 44 revolver. That was his only instrument of death. Okay. And all of his killings happened in the summer of 76 in New York City. He claimed that a demon inhabited his neighbor's dog and told him to kill what kind of dog was it like was it like a fucking like you know i never heard what breed of dog it was in all of my research it never did claim what type of dog because now i want to know because like is this motherfucker like pretending it's a chihuahua like (laughs) i would believe a chihuahua over a big dog any day chihuahuas are just the devil what kind of hellhound? <laughs> I think a hellhound would be a chihuahua. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, forget a big dog. But the dog's name really was Sam. Okay, okay. And Makes he sense. later admitted after his incarceration that the dog portion of his claim was a hoax. So was there even a dog? And maybe that's there was there was a dog, but the dog was not inhabited by Satan. Well, I mean, obviously, like, yeah. but I mean, it, he was not in you know getting instructions from the dog. He made all that up. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I didn't yeah. I didn't actually think he was getting instructions from. Yeah, him. but it was just something he just. <laughs> I guess he just 
wanted a little bit of extra flair. No, okay. What makes you, after all these years of like pretending to do this shit, be like, you know what? Um, just, just kidding. Like I was just over there petting the dog. Like we're just, yeah. like, you know, fuck that. I was, I was just making that shit up. I just wanted to shoot some people. Hey, just you've got to be a weirdo anyway to shoot eight people. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you know, say, oh, the dog told me to do it. Nah, I'm just joking. The dog really didn't say anything. I mean, that's like the dog ate my homework to like the nth degree. Like that is taking. Oh, you know, he said that in school. Oh, absolutely. There's no way. He said it worked. It worked once. It'll work again. The dog did it. I promise. Dog did it. I'm gonna <laughs> save. I'm gonna save the most interesting one for last. Yeah. So we're gonna go with the bland as toast, Patty Hearst. Pleasure toast. Pleasure <laughs> toast. Okay. She was kidnapped by the SLA, and she is famous for being the granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst. He was right. a very wealthy man, publishing empire. And she did kind of go into Stockholm syndrome. She committed robberies and she was incarcerated for a while. And she was supposed to be incarcerated for over 30 years. Right. And she was doing like the robberies that she was committing, she was doing with the organization. Right. Just right. I don't know. The SLA um, is a. Uh, a crime organization it ran from like 1973 to 1975 um mm-hmm. they're famous most for you know um kidnapping patty hearst um but they're also known for their their bank robberies and then two murders um they're responsible for um the name of the uh the organization is uh hard to pronounce and neither one of us wants to embarrass ourselves sorry so right. um google is your best friend um right. <laughs> uh, sla so yeah yep. that's a bit of uh, info about them so the crimes that she was committed for were crimes that she you know did under uh her influence from that that organization so she did know suffer a lot no i mean she was abused by them and then all the general stuff that happens with a kidnapping yeah how old was she when she uh was kidnapped (sighs) believe she was in her 20s like okay okay yeah um i mean you know yeah and then you know and then a part of her sentence was commuted by jimmy carter and then the rest of her sentence was commuted by bill clinton so she did not serve her full sentence Right. So well, she is, she's still alive and well today. That's good. She's an author now. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the best one in the venture universe. That's how I'd say Ted Bundy's the most interesting. Oh, absolutely. But in the venture universe, mm-hmm. Valerie Solanus. Yeah. She, of course, is our Val. Right. She is the one who is stomping around, talking about the Y gene is just an incomplete X chromosome, a walking abortion. (laughs) I love that. She founded the SCUM, 
the acronym SCUM, okay. which stands for Society for Cutting Up Men. Wait, like for real? Yes. She like was the Lena Bobbitt style? Like yes. But she was the only member of this society. Why wasn't she friends with Lorena Bobbitt? Because this was again in the mid seventies. Wait, are this this is all different years? Um, you guys will learn about me. I know nothing about timelines. Like uh... <laughs> apparently, the the mid seventies, like late sixties, was just the most fucked up time in serial killer oh, history. I it was see. Free for all. I see. Lorena Bobbitt must have looked up to. Lorena Bobbitt was like, huh. Wow. So, she was born hmm. in 1970. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. So she wanted to be part of Andy Warhol's The Factory. And she got her toe in. So she got a wee bit of attention from Andy Warhol. Ooh, and huh. that little bit of limelight was all it took for her to become obsessed. Yeah. She wanted Andy Warhol to fund her writing of the scum manifesto. And I'm sorry, but if you write a manifesto, you're crazy. Just right there. Any manifesto, just... I guess I have to stop writing mine. <laughs> <laughs> so the manifesto called for the elimination of all men, period. I mean, how, just, was there an understanding of how women reproduce? Like, I believe that there was some kind of thing where there would be sympathetic men who would be milked. <laughs> I wish I wish that there was like some kind of visual thing of me doing the milking. Oh my god! You know the like. Well, and I know dudes that would totally be down for that. <laughs> they come but, back for like multiple rounds a day. <laughs> but she tried to get Warhol to support her work, and of course Warhol was interested in you for five seconds, and then he just tossed you to the side. So he took her manifesto to look at it. Of course, he was just, you know, just giving her a little bit of attention and he misplaced her manifesto. She later claimed that he stole it out of malicious intent. And this is where the madness begins. This is where the madness begins. Yes, but not whenever she's wanting to kill all men. Hold up. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> so she then gets a gun, brings it to the factory, and she shoots Andy Warhol, also injures an innocent woman just standing there. So yeah, that's ironic. Right. And his injuries were so great, he was declared dead at one point, but they brought him back to life. He spent two months in a hospital. He had to wear a corset for the rest of his life to keep his organs where they should be. This developed a paranoia in him so great that he was horrified to ever go to a hospital ever again. And 19 years after the attempt on his life, he developed heart problems. And he was so afraid to go to the hospital, he ended up dying. So 19 years after the attempt, 
And um, Valerie Solanas ended up killing him. That is fucking crazy. And I absolutely call that a level 10 arching. That is an absolute level 10 arching. <laughs> and I love that so much attention was placed on that character <laughs> on that episode because yeah. Doc Hammer hates Andy Warhol. Right. Just calls him out on all his bullshit. Wow. So that is my deep dive on the serial killers of that episode. That is fucking Hey, you there! Pathetic guy in the black and yellow butterfly costume! Have you been bungling through life, not able to control anyone around you? Do you want to force others to do your bidding? May I present the Hypnoi! Make friends and influence people by influencing people! Just listen to these happy customers. Hypno-Eye is the best. I love bamboo shoots under my fingernails. The Hypno-Eye is the best Hypno-Eye I have ever owned, owned, owned. I love Hypno-Eye. I do all of my son's homework now. Just call this toll-free number on an untraceable phone. And don't forget to stare closely at your screen before ordering. <laughs> research and time and care is you know taken by um doc and uh jackson when they're they're, when they're writing the show Um, i love it and i mean there's so much more but we only have so much time um oh but we can have oh so many episodes we are unlimited there um definitely be revisiting these characters um, oh, absolutely! At uh, at some other time, you know, my one of my favorite things to do is uh, to the, put on the DVDs with the uh, the commentary. Um, we loaned our DVDs to somebody for a while, and then, <gasps> yeah, 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 the whole thing, the whole. Mm-hmm. That's a face. I wish, yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you could see. Um, <clears throat> so that's trust. So we were without that for a while, but. Uh, yeah listening to the commentaries is when you really you really learned so much and uh, you listen to earlier seasons and then you're watching later seasons and seeing those ideas that you heard about in the commentary like show up in the uh in the actual episodes um like i cannot explain to people just how beautiful this show is and how much you need to watch venture brothers if you don't absolutely i mean it's just it's comforting just to listen to them talk i mean just definitely put it on and like fall asleep like and like not in like a bad way like and in the commentary whenever they said how many people are just listening to us talk to go to sleep i was like me i died like oh my god it was so (laughs) called out it was great but no, like pretty much all of my first pregnancy, like anytime I was having like the pregnant insomnia or whatever, like that's what I was doing. I was up at night, like watching fucking 
Venture Brothers listening to the the fucking commentary. Yes. I haven't listened to a lot of like season five, six, seven commentaries as much as I have one through four. Yeah. Um, I think season three is probably the the box I've worn out the most. Um, oh yeah. Season three is definitely my favorite commentary. Yeah. You find out a lot about the guys. They they really tangent a lot, much like we do. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I love finding out that it's actually like you know, some of their pictures on the buddy system. Bro. So like, cool. I was like, that's so sweet. I know. I know. I know. I'm really like really disappointed um, that they uh, did not get to wrap up like I just I feel like they deserve they deserve at least to like put a cherry on you know what they have spent so much time and you know put so much effort into like this is their this is their baby yeah yeah absolutely um and you can you can tell just from the tone and in their interviews and you know in the you know, initial announcement like there there was they were disappointed they were sad like this was a, I'm not done with this like um so I don't know if you saw the news or whatever but like I heard rumor question mark um maybe possibly like a finale um special yeah um I'd be down to watch that Oh yeah, yeah. I say if, if anything came out, I absolutely would watch it, no matter what platform it was on. Right. I would even I would even add Adult Swim back. <laughs> we do have to talk about Halloween and Trick or Treating. Um, I know I've got a pretty damn good story. <laughs> Yours will probably be far more interesting than mine because I grew up in the country, so. Um, well, I mean, I grew up not far from the country, um, but not quite as country as you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, like I grew up in a uh, pretty religious household there um Ooh. i finally like put my finger on uh what to call it it's born again christians and if you know anything about born again christians uh-huh yep mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the the holy rollers that's another name <laughs> definitely saw some speaking in tongues never there were never snakes i will say that i never saw snakes in any of the churches that i went to but definitely like the ridiculous hooting and hollering and shouting and running around the church and passing out and all that kind of bullshit um so needless to say halloween was not a um a holiday that was celebrated in my household um really through like teenager um now uh my mom would uh you know try to be um cool sometimes and like get me out of my grandparents house um so that I could go and there was one year I was 11 years old um she was able to come and uh grab me and my sister um and take us trick-or-treating um and I've always been a big kid 
Um, if we ever like drop some video, like viewers will get to see, like I'm not super, I ain't like a huge, no, I mean, I'm not fucking job of the hut over here, but um, <laughs> I'm tall. I've always been big. Uh, I think I've been five, nine since I was 11 years old. It feels like um, <laughs> I've always been as big as I am. So long story short, uh, there were very limited costumes left in my size on the day of Halloween that we were supposed to go trick-or-treating. Um, and my mom, bless her, she was just trying to make sure I was having a good time. So she just grabbed the only thing that was on the shelf, which happened to be a hunchback of Notre Dame costume, complete with the like the fucked up Quasimodo face. Yes, because every 11-year-old girl wants to be Quasimodo when they're already bigger than everyone their age oh gosh yes so that's what i got to be for halloween the one and only time that i got to go trick-or-treating oh <laughs> oh gosh i really wish that we could make a support group for adults that missed out on halloween as children like and i get it we get to take our kids trick-or-treating but it's not the same as watching your kids, like your kids get to walk up to the door and they're like, knock, 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 trick or treat. And you're like, oh, you're so cute. I love your costume. I never got that dolly. Nobody oh, gosh. knew how cute I was or that they loved my costume. Do you know why that nobody ever did that? Because the one time I went fucking trick or treating, I was goddamn Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, she could. I mean, like all the creepy stuff behind me. I say, my family loves Halloween. Right. I, say, I grew up um, Lutheran and then uh -huh. Presbyterian. Right. So, uh, no, our oh. church wasn't even the kind of church where they would do like truck or treat or anything like that. Oh, no. We went to church and prayed on Halloween. That's oh. for Halloween. We got to pray. So, I mean, at least I got to go around that year and like knock on some doors. But then by the time, like I wasn't living with my grandparents anymore, I was too old and too big. I mean, I was already too fucking big at 11. Everybody was like, why are you trick-or-treating? You're big. And I'm like, I'm 11, leave me alone. Uh <laughs> oh gosh. Just trick-or-treat motherfucker. Like, goddamn. Uh <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, that's, if I say odd story, I'm five foot eight and I've been five foot eight since the sixth grade. Yes. Big girls. Yeah. yeah. So like, I know the, I know the oddness of boys being, you know, boob level to me in the sixth grade. Yeah. Very, very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. But. Always had to stand in the back for class photos. Always. Yes. Yeah, I'd be like, I wore something cute today. Yes! Nobody oh can see God. what I wore. Thank you so much. All you see is just the top of my fucking head. And of course, like, I've got the big ass fucking bangs that stop right at my eyebrows and go in a straight fucking line. I've got oh. glasses with the transitions lenses or like um, the ones that are supposed to like be sunglasses outside and whatever. Yes. This was like the early fucking 90s when they first came out. And so once they turned like once they turned into sunglasses, like they never fucking went back. Mm -mm. Tell you how many times I got trouble for like in school. Oh God. Like take okay. your sunglasses off. Like I can't fucking see bitch. 
let's say, when was, what year was that for me? I guess it was 87, maybe 87, 86. I, I am, I'm really old, but <laughs> I say, I say, needless to say, per spiral perms and yes. big teased up hair. So I love it. That's my favorite. Yeah. But I say, I never liked the big teased up hair. Cause I'm like, I'm taller than everyone as it is. I don't want right. to make myself look any taller. Right. Gah. I get you. Golly. But yeah, I say, I guess my favorite Halloween, since I did live in the country, we would <laughs> usually have one person who would hook up their tractor to a, some kind of, I don't know, sled or something behind them mm -hmm. and go around the neighborhood. And by neighborhood, I mean like miles and miles, nice. pick up neighborhood kids, put them on the back of the thing Wait, this with hay. Like, is this scary? It's pitch, it's pitch black dark i mean no one was really scared because we no, were kind of used to it story ends because you're telling me about a dude picking up kids in the country <laughs> with a tractor like <laughs> well, I mean, I, we uh, say everyone knew who it was i mean gotcha. it was like no someone so someone scared. in the community <laughs> you know it's like no whoever had a tractor yeah <laughs> random and the, and I mean, like, nobody decorated. It's just like, you know, you just turn on your porch light and that person had candy and we'd all file out. Right. But it was, I don't know, it was just a pleasant memory because, I mean, we'd all just pile in and ride around and hope no one ran into us because there were no lights on a tractor at the time. Right. Of course not. But there really wasn't that much traffic. But I mean, really wasn't that eventful either. Right. But, I mean, back then, I mean, we didn't go all out for Halloween. So that's about as interesting as it gets. Right. I had a lot more fun as an adult with Halloween. <laughs> I will say, like, Halloween as a grown-up has been uh, pretty neat. I love dressing my kids up. Um, oh, yeah. The place we were at last year for Halloween um, was, like, right off of a busy street. So there was no trick-or-treating on that street. We went around the mall, though um to oh. dress the kids up and uh did trick-or-treating on the mall that wasn't uh that wasn't bad um i recommend getting there early if you're gonna do something like that i don't even know if they're doing shit like that this year um yeah question yeah. like on halloween on a fucking saturday and like now nobody knows what the hell's going on and if we're doing it or not um i do know a lot of like families around here said fuck it we're doing it anyways like, yeah i mean um you know hot take um halloween is kind of like a pretty it can be set up to be a socially distanced holiday anyways and you're wearing fucking masks yeah um, so leave the bowl of candy out um make everybody like have a bowl of candy a thing of hand sanitizer stand at the fucking door wave say trick-or-treat whatever like everybody's got fucking smart cameras on their door um their fucking doorbells and all that shit like you can see what what's going on um, I saw some guy, I can't remember what state it was in, but he had um, engineered something. It's like a line mm -hmm. and it was like a, it run yeah. this thing across and in right. it would have candy for the kids and then two beers for the adults. Oh my God. That's amazing. Like, yes. That I want to trick or treat there. Yeah. So we live <laughs> um, a little closer to downtown this year. So I think we're going to um, hoof it uh, 
a couple of blocks over to the big houses with the big candy bars. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. Definitely want to hit that up. I mean, the kids deserve a good Halloween. Yeah. Just fuck it. Like, just do the thing. Don't be stupid. Don't, you know, if you are sick, obviously don't, don't hand out candy. Yeah. You know, I, there's so many what, cause like where we live, like most people handed out like little baggies anyway. Right. Um, you know, and nobody's trying to like drug your kids or put razor blades in shit. Oh like, gosh. Just buy a big ass bag of candy and just throw it at them. Like stand on the porch, throw it at them. Cool. Oh yeah! Oh, but I also love like the the candy shoot. Yes, that is the coolest. Brilliant! Thing. <laughs> I think that is hilarious. Right, let the kids get some free candy. I think that's just a fun idea, anyway. Right, give the grown ups some free beers. Yeah, twenty twenty sucks. My but- aunt lived in New Orleans, like out of back in the sixties, mm-hmm. and back in the, the neighborhood that they lived in. The kids would go trick-or-treating door-to-door and they'd get candy and then the adults would get cocktails. Nice. And she said they would just be absolutely sloshed I, by the end of it. I mean, with all of this. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. Like, like New Orleans back in the 60s. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Just alcohol and beads and booze. Ooh. Yes. God, that'd be great. Like, where did the kids go? I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> They're with other kids. Like, there's an older kid. Yeah. Oh. Someone, someone's taking care of them. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what is your worst Halloween? I mean, I. The best one was pretty fucking bad, bro. <laughs> your, your best one was also your worst one. Yeah, like I mean, it was the only one. It was definitely the only one. That I'm definitely like that being said, I'm trying to make up for it um, with the uh, with the kiddos for yeah. sure. And 2020 is fucking that all the hell up um uh, both of my kids were pumpkins for their first halloweens that is a requirement in the south if you have a baby for their first halloween um so i did i I did cover that tradition figured that one out um yeah last year um the oldest was uh batman the youngest was miles morales um this year the oldest wants to be like bendy or baldy or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baldy. Like it's stupid. all these basics. I <laughs> baldy so much. Sorry. God, one year my child, one of those little like skin tight, uh, I can't remember, Zentai suits. Oh. She was the rake. If you're familiar with creepy pastas, I'm not holy crap i'll have to send you a picture of it she was horrifying oh my god and then she said i'm gonna sleep in this i said if you come in our room (laughs) you're gonna get hit i said you are horrifying i said this is scary (laughs) right 
seriously, anyone listening who doesn't know what the rake is, Google the rake creepy pasta. Mm. Scary yeah. as all get out. And my child looked just like it because she's like super, super skinny. Yeah. And then she could even like crouch down like it. No. That is just, see, like, I'm not into as much of the scary stuff as I used to be when I was a kid. Now, like, true crime and shit, like how people got murdered. And, like, the most recent thing I watched was the the Chris Watts thing. Like, you would have gotten away with that shit if it hadn't been for your nosy ass neighbor. And I bet the whole fucking time you're like, if this bitch would just mind her goddamn business. God damn it. Like I could have run away with my hoe and everything would have been fucking fine. But this nosy ass bitch always up in my fucking business worried about what the hell is going on. Oh my God. I'll have to read up on that one. I missed it. Oh my God. There's a documentary on Netflix. Check it. Oh. Um, It's like the next door neighbor or some shit like that. Um, Yes. It's totally uh, worth a watch if that's up your alley. A real life Karen horror story. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my worst Halloween was definitely the same as my best Halloween because oh. um, I feel like you've got the story there, though. It's such of a princess problem story. First world problems. Let's hear it. I mean, really, it really is a first world problem. I wanted to carve a pumpkin one year. Mm -hmm. And my dad is a very headstrong person. And he still is. He's 88 years old. Mm -hmm. And, but back then, he wanted to paint the pumpkin white and not let me carve it. So this jackass painted my pumpkin white Mm. and then proceeded to go ahead and paint the rest of it and put it out on the porch and then made me pose for a picture with it and it is the most sour resting bitch face picture of a child you will ever see in your life how old were you i was in the fourth grade why did it have to be a white pumpkin hell i know he thought he thought it would look better he said it'll look better and i said it's a jack-o'-lantern is supposed to be lit, uh, carved out and lit and he said it's gonna be painted white well okay white and i mean it's one of those things like i we used to have like screaming fights with each other over math homework like over everything over the, the dumbest things oh, man. and we and we still do i have a 20 minute threshold with him <laughs> And now I know that certain problems have set in with old age. Right. It has become even worse. Bless your heart. I guess now I can take a pumpkin to him and say, Dad, you want to paint the pumpkin white? Oh my God. Petty. I love that. Arching. Real life arching. <laughs> That'd be great. Real life arching. Some of my favorite shit. <laughs> like, I, I totally arch the kids. Um, oh. And they arch me back um my favorite like my very first I think like when I realized when I started thinking about how I arched the kids the very first time I arched Desmond took a little while to build up I don't know what level you'd call it I mean I think I call it like a level four maybe a level five but it took me a little while to build up 
So um, we would see school buses and Desmond would look out the window and say, look, mom, it's a school bus. And I'd say, no, it's a cheese wagon. <laughs> Every time he said it was a school bus, I'd say it's a cheese wagon. So then the moment that I had been waiting for finally came and Desmond says, look, mom, it's a cheese wagon. I looked in the review mirror and I said, no, nope, Bob, that's a school bus. And his face. <laughs> oh my gosh. His face was amazing. I wish that I could have captured it. He was just like, <gasps> jaw just like dropped and he was like, what? <sighs> Ma. Oh, that's so precious. Like two and a half. That's like the cutest arching ever, though. Oh my god, yeah, it's great. Well, and then like um, they, like I said, they they arch me back. So um, same kid, a few months later, um, in the car again. Well, I used to drive around in the car a lot with them because I had to like drive them to daycare and then drive to work and pick them up. Blah blah. Um, so we spent a lot of time in the car. Um, so we're in traffic. I'm getting a little frustrated, and you know he sees me getting frustrated. And uh, he goes, what's wrong, mom? And I say, you know, nothing. I'm just getting, getting a little irritated. And then he goes, uh, those fucking assholes. Mind you, he's not quite three. And I said, you're right, buddy. Those, those fucking assholes. Um, so yeah, they, they get me back uh, oh my for, gosh. for my shit. Um, oh. I'll have more stories for later episodes. Oh, that's great. They are, uh, but now archering your kids is fun. Uh, oh, it's hilarious. It's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'll have to think of some of the good ones I have from my kid. <laughs> uh, right now I'm just, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with, um, I don't know, preteen stuff. I don't want to get there yet. It sounds <sighs> three like what the fuck is up with three oh, He's so, like everything is awful everything is the worst you look at him wrong and he just like runs off screaming to his room oh um, tell him no and it's just and then the oldest at six wants to fucking argue and i swear to god it's from those fucking videos that he's watching like oh that shit okay uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I don't like the argument. Like, look at me and tell me no. That's how they arch me. Like, they're like, oh, I know exactly what button to push on mom. And then, like, I try. They do pretty well for the most part. But then sometimes it's like, you know, fucking Medusa erupts out of my head. And I'm like, I can do a pretty good job of just giving her a facial expression. And then she's like, whoop out of the room that shit's like for some reason isn't working with them right now it might be a difference between boys and girls it might be because like i remember growing up my granddad had this snap he would snap and i've tried to like instill it in my boys too and it works on my cats so i know it works uh My granddad <sighs> and there was one time I was in high school and I, I didn't live with him at this point. I was in high school. I think it was like sophomore year, junior year. 
and I was at a chorus concert because I was in choir and we were on stage in the middle of performance and he snapped at my cousin that was acting up and my eyes went exactly to where he was in the fucking audience. I'm not kidding. I have a recording of it. You can see where oh, I break gosh. contact with the director. To look at it's fucking crazy. So oh, I want gosh. my kids to have that kind of fear, but they don't and it's pissing me off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh man. Yes. They like, I, don't, I can't do that because girls have that sensitivity. And it's like if you if you hit it wrong, these assholes are so fucking sensitive. Like oh you cannot tell me that like girls are more sensitive than boys. Like I feel like kids in general are just fucking sensitive. God, because and I get it. Like they just don't know um, what's going on. I don't. I just remember made old lady talk. I remember never. I was a kid. My parents would yell at me, and it was just like, suck it up, buttercup. Right. And now I'm like, okay, well, I can't yell because I have to worry about the psychological trauma that might come up. Right. But I mean, I remember I was a kid, it was just like, what are you, stupid or something? And I mean, I remember hearing that constantly. And I mean, and now, like, as a parent, I'm like, I could never say that to my kid. Right. So it's just night and day. It's different. Um, yeah. Ah. I learned a lot. Oh yeah, it's, it's very, and I say, especially with me being an older, much older parent, I say most of my friends have grandchildren. Wow. They got, no, they got a younger start in life. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it was either no you got out of high school and you immediately started having children mm -hmm. or you were like me and you waited until your 30s to start having children right so i mean there was no in between yeah no yeah, so, i mean it's a, it a weird weird dynamic down here there's a pretty good spread across where i'm at like a lot of there's a lot of younger moms there's a lot of not as many, I guess, older moms, but there are other women players my age that have kids, roughly my kids' age. I mean, I was uh, in my late 20s um, when I had my first, and then I was uh, 30 by the time I had my second. So um, <clears throat> I waited a little bit longer, um, and I'm kind of glad that I, that I did. Um, you know, it would be it would be easier though to have them be self sufficient during all this coronavirus. Shit. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I will say that has been very easy just to say, "Hey, here's your laptop." Right. Do no, well, your work. He's learning yeah. his password and stuff. Like he's been getting himself signed in, um, and all of that shit. It's just him on task. Um, so. And then, oh God, finally they started five days a week in person. Very cool. And I'm like, it's like the first time since March of last year. Right. And I'm they, like, oh, I can do stuff. I get stuff accomplished. They went to um, two days a week. And then it's like every other day. Um, but you could have the option to stay at home still. And we yeah. stay at home still. Oh yeah, yeah with, with the younger kids, I would definitely do that. Too much change in routine. Like it's not, it's not enough. 
consistency and like it's every other day like it wasn't two days in a row yeah two days in a row i think um the oldest could have handled a bit better um i don't know if we're doing names of the kids on the show or not like i haven't dropped a name yet i just did right then but um, (laughs) then i said the minion um we have both had some uh interesting experiences with halloween i will say um the 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 murder tractor like i can't help but envision that when you tell me that story about the 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 being picked up on a tractor in the middle of the night in the middle of the country like with no lights on the tractor yeah Um, i mean could you imagine just tossing your kids on a tractor and just say have fun (laughs) no (laughs) not at all here's your paper sack go get some candy from strangers right yeah (laughs) no um you guys did things really different back then Uh, oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah the thought of that um kind of terrifies me murder tractor like you had a very murder halloween thing uh no wonder you're into all the horror and yeah and then you know um my one uh trick-or-treat experience as a kid was just god fucking awful at least i did i will say like to, to redeem that night I racked the fuck up on some candy because I think people just felt goddamn sorry for me. Oh, <laughs> oh. ugly child. <laughs> oh, God. Well, candy though, yay. No, oh. um, saving grace for that Halloween. <clears throat> um, all right, I think it's time to wrap it up with our favorite segment i know at least it's mine um wed bed and behead urbaniac jackson and doc who you got all right let's see i would definitely wed jackson because he is so adorable I mean, he is just precious. Yeah. I would bed Doc because, wow, mm, yummy. I mean, he is one hot little tamale. Okay, okay. And I'm so sorry, Urbaniac. I love your voice. But whenever I hear your voice, I also envision Doc. And so I would have to behead you. Right um yeah so my choices aren't much different from yours um i'm gonna wed doc because i can cook and somebody needs to pe- like to feed that poor poor man <laughs> uh <laughs> i feel like i fatten him up a little bit um bed jackson uh so then he could be like uh, mine and doc's little pet like um so that'll be a fun little trio and then yeah i have to agree like urbaniac um much love to you bro and you've got some talent but uh you're so talented that i hate the sound of your fucking voice because i hate your character um and that is another topic for another episode and uh that's it for the first episode of venture sisters ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening um, I hope you join us next time for more hijinks 
more arching stories. Hashtag send it to the internet. Thanks for joining us. I'm Audrey Hartford. I'm Dolly. Y'all have a good night.